Am I Reister or am I wrong? Keyshawn Johnson blasted USC athletic director Mike Bone, and he was 100% right. Brian Kelly, Notre Dame coach, is talking about, oh, we may not go, we may boycott the playoffs if if fans aren't and family aren't allowed. Get out of here. Stop lying. You ain't got to lie, Craig. The Clippers are embroiled in a, a scandal about tampering with Kawhi Leonard. And, of course, my college football picks against the spread. So the first thing is, oh, well, actually, this is Am I Right or Am I Wrong? The intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Daily fire, Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door before you even show up. The You can also find me and listen to me on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can download the Rice or Wrong podcast, Pac-12 Apostles podcast. And you can catch me on Fox Sports Radio on Sundays from 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific. So, and if you want to get a hold of me, shoot me an email. I'm mad at unafraidshow.com. All that. Okay, so here we go. We're going to start out with Keyshawn Johnson. So if anybody doesn't know, the college football playoff has been an absolute disaster. The, the playoff rankings, they're, they're hypocritical. It doesn't make sense. You got the, the chair of the committee just saying any old damn thing, just any old damn thing about why these teams are ranked why they are. And instead of being accountable, he just word vomits everything. And this is where people have gotten upset. So you have Iowa State ranked sixth with two losses. One of those losses to Louisiana. Louisiana beat them by 17 points. And then uh, they're, but then the chair, Gary Bart, is like, oh, yeah, they beat Texas. They beat, uh, they beat Oklahoma. Yeah, well, Louisiana beat Iowa State. And then the only loss that, I, that Louisiana has was to Coastal Carolina, who also has two top 20 wins against Louisiana and BYU. But they're sitting at 13. It doesn't make sense. You have Florida. Florida loses to a terrible LSU team. No problem. No problem. No harm. No foul. You only drop one spot. And now people actually, Dan Mullins is talking about that they may actually be able to get into the college football playoff. After losing to a terrible LSU team a week ago, this isn't week one. They were 24-point favorites and lost. Come on, man. That doesn't even make sense. Makes zero sense at all. But here is the problem. So this brings up Keyshawn's point. Ohio State is now 5-0. and And everybody's saying, yeah, they're one of the four best teams in the country, all that. They only have one decent win. And that's against Indiana. Because Penn State's terrible. Absolutely terrible. They didn't get to play Michigan, but they were bad anyway. They only have one top 25 win. But then the commissioner says, well, you, USC, who's ranked in the teens, you know, you know, uh, they don't have top 25 wins. And this is where Keyshawn got upset, rightfully so. Because when you pussyfoot in life, like that's the word that my dad uses. It, it makes people upset because you are, if anybody is supposed to defend your school, 
you as an athletic director are supposed to. But Mike Bone tiptoed around everything. Well, you know, it's recency bias. You know, that's why they favor Ohio State. You know, some something about them is better. No, dude, this is USC. You got a list of Heisman Trophy winners. You are a college football blue blood. And this is where I get frustrated with the Pac-12. And sometimes in people in general, if you're going to, if you hear all these people standing up for you, I mean, well, talking bad about you, you know how many draft picks you put in the NFL. You know your history, but then you don't stand up and fight for you. If you don't stand up and fight for you, nobody's going to stand up and fight for you. So that's why Keyshawn was upset. So I applaud Keyshawn for what he had to say right here. You got this dude coming and being our athletic director from Cincinnati. He doesn't even understand what being a Trojan is all about. Like, why would you even say something like that? Ohio State ain't no bigger than USC. We on the same level, if not better. Like, where's his mindset at? Like, you're supposed to be saying we need to be in the same damn conversation. We're both 5-0. We're both playing in championship games. I don't want to hear nothing about no recency bias. I don't want to hear nothing about no brand. That's what we get for hiring a dude that doesn't understand what being a Trojan is all about. Period. End of the discussion. What? Dude, I got man. nothing to add. I got nothing to add. Subin, I got nothing. That speaks for the whole show. No, you, you, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, Get stop. Him, Get him, Key. That's real talk, though. Get him, Key. And I'm like, oh, I've competed. He's right. It's absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. Nobody's going to stand up and fight for USC, so you're supposed to fight for it. They respond when it comes to the committee responds because they're human beings to criticism, especially if there is some validity to it. And we've seen this year that there's a lot of confirmation bias more than any other year with the college football playoff committee. And people will tell you, oh, well, this team is more talented. I've always said, yes, talent matters. Recruiting rankings matter, all of that. But at the end of the day, you play one game. We've seen Boise State beat Oklahoma. We've seen other blue bloods get knocked out by the little guys sometimes. We've seen it in the NCAA tournament. And truthfully, that's what we need to evolve college football to. Eight teams, all five power five teams get an automatic bid. The highest ranked group of five team. And you're going to get two at-large bids so you can get some of those blue bloods and big name teams that you want in anyway. And are the higher seeds going to win the majority of the time? Yeah, that's what they do in the NCAA tournament. But, but sometimes there are upsets and sometimes there will be in football because the teams that would win 99 out of 100 times, sometimes that one time happens. And that's what we need to see in college football. And that's why everybody's frustrated with the committee because sports is supposed to be a meritocracy. If you do the right things, the best people, the most deserving people should rise to the top. And that's not what's happening. So bravo, Keyshawn, for calling out Mike Bone for tiptoeing and pussyfooting around. Absolutely disgusting. Um, something else that was disgusting and laughable. You had Brian Kelly, Notre Dame's head coach. But to back up a second, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, it's in California. There's 0% availability in the ICU. Pac-12 teams have already been playing with no fans in the stands. 
there have even family and friends, uh, other schools around the country have been playing without fans in the stands as well. The Rose Bowl may not have fans, but it's one, it's the oldest running college football game, bowl game, I believe. And it's also every year in the rankings, it, it matches up with the college football playoff semifinals. Their, their ratings are almost identical. This is a very important bowl game. So Brian Kelly, who the ACC may representative may end up in Pasadena. He said, and I quote, I quote, I'm not sure if we'll play in the playoffs. If parents can't be there, He's talking about just not just fans, but parents not being able to go. Why would we play if we can't have families at the game? If you can't have families at bowl games, why would you go to a game where your family can't be part of it? You're full of crap, Brian Kelly. Nobody believes you. You need more people. Just talking about Notre Dame might not go to the playoff. If families can't be there. Shut up. Shut up, Lion. We do not believe you. This is Brian Kelly's Best chance to make the college football playoff. Best chance. He made the championship. I think they played in the Orange Bowl versus Alabama, but that was a wipeout, and Oregon should have been in that game anyway. But he's not going to decline an invitation because truth is, yes, it does suck. It sucks that friends and family may not be able to attend. It would suck because I believe that family should be able to attend the game. Should you be able to hang out with the team and all that prior? No, because you could end up with a COVID case, especially when California is hot like fire right now in terms of COVID. So I get the frustration, but this is where you have to realize, number one, this is 2020. Everybody's had to deal with disruption. But you got to remember, this is the same guy in the same university where their president went to the White House, caught COVID, the uh, fans rush the field after the Clemson game. This is what he's used to. So, so does he care about protocols on it? Probably, probably not so much. Probably not so much. But do I believe that family should be able to beat her? Yes, I do believe that that is the way it should be. But I don't get a chance to make that decision. But the thing is, he, him saying he can protest in terms of saying. Fans should be, family should be allowed. I want that. That should be the way it is. But to talk about you're not going to play the game, dude, you're full of, you know what, dude? You're full of it. Nobody believes you, Brian Kelly. I mean, really? Come on. And the fact that he's all indignant about this and how he acted about the kid, uh, Declan Sullivan, who fell off the damn, uh, who, who, who fell off the, the uh, crane filming filming Notre Dame practice because it was too windy because they wanted to keep having practice. Come on, man. Where was, where was all that family support then? It's just frustrating to me because we live in 2020, the year of the hypocrisy where you have politicians tell you to stay in the house and then they go out and go party. They go out and do whatever they want to do. You have people tell you to, uh, that the election is rigged. All, whatever people will say and do whatever they want to do. And this is why you come here for the truth because we're not going to sugarcoat things. I know Brian Kelly probably won't like this if, if he sees it. But I would tell him this to his face because the truth matters. And that's why we're here on Reister or Wrong. Uh, next thing up, the Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers are in the middle of a two and a half million dollar lawsuit surrounding the recruitment of Kawhi Leonard. 
And there are there's always a central figure when it comes to Kawhi Leonard. That's his uncle Dennis. Everybody knows that's his quote unquote handler. Even though Kawhi's a grown ass man, people still say, oh, he's got a handler. You got to go through his uncle Dennis. Yeah. Sometimes people do have people who they trust very close to them. But there but it has nothing to do with Uncle Dennis. It's got to do with the fact this guy named Johnny Wilkes and Johnny Wilkes is a friend of Uncle Dennis. And he said that he helped the Clippers, uh, specifically Jerry West, with getting uh, with information to help him them get Kawhi Leonard. And mind you, they've been clearing the way to get Kawhi Leonard for years because he's from L.A. So the the point is, this man said that they promised him, the Clippers promised him two and a half million dollars if they if he helped them land Kawhi Leonard. He says that he told them, you know, that if you get Paul George, you'll that's the guy. You get Paul George, he'll sign. If you uh, if you focus on his marketing and tell him that he can be a big star here in L.A., do all of these things the Clippers were already gonna do. Nobody believes you. He just got some kind of way, got pushed out of the inner circle. And now he's on a cash grab, hoping to settle in this. Like this is just no different than Vanessa Bryant's mother. When she talking about, she wants $5 million for something she didn't do. Vanessa put it out there, just out there, just clean it as can be like Philip Buchanan. He goes to the league. His mom tells him he owns uh, when he's a first round draft pick, he owes her a million dollars. Come on, man. Cut the crap, dude. Cut the crap. It's not your money. It's not your money. And the fact that people feel entitled to somebody else's money makes no sense to me. You didn't work for it. If they want to do something nice for you, that's cool. But just cause your kid is drafted, that doesn't mean that they owe you money. No, maybe, maybe they want anything that they do for you should be out of the kindness of their heart. Other than that, makes no sense to me. Uh, last thing up, we have my college football picks against the spread. Um, not doing so great this year. Having a down year, but we're going to finish out above 500. We're close to 500 now. Um, and truthfully, so at first, I, uh, so I spend a lot of time not betting on sports. And since I started making picks against the spread and all that, I was like, let me lay a couple, couple dollars and see how this goes. Um, because, you know, if I'm giving out picks, I should be a part of this process. So just so you know, I'm in there in the bed with you. Um, first game up is the game today. My Oregon Ducks against a vaunted, undefeated 5-0 and uh, can't be beat, impossible, uh, Trojans of the land, says Keyshawn Johnson. They are USC's three-point favorites against the Ducks, over, um, and they're playing in Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Give me the Oregon Ducks in the upset. They haven't been able to cover the spread when they've been favorites most of the year. But now that they're underdogs for the first time this year, here we go. Upset City. This is a battle for recruiting. This game matters a lot. Keaton Slovis is a good quarterback. And yes, they'll try to mount a late game rally like they did last week against UCLA and like they did the first couple games against Arizona and Arizona State. But too little, too late today, buddy. I saw the game last year, much like a repeat. Um, Next game up. 
Stanford versus UCLA. UCLA is favored by six and a half points. Stanford is on a roll. This is both of their last games of the season, I believe. Um, in terms of, I don't think they're either one of them is playing bowl games. The guy I like the most in this game is Demetric Felton, the running back for UCLA, converted wide receiver. Kid is going to have a big future on Sundays. But UCLA is favored by six and a half points. And I'm going to tell you, I don't like this six and a half points. I think UCLA wins the football game, but Stanford beats the number. Uh, next pickup, the Big Ten championship game. So we already did the Pac-12 championship game. Now we got the Big Ten championship game. Number 14, Northwestern versus number four, Ohio State. Ohio State's favored by 18 and a half points. Here is the problem in this game. Northwestern can slow Ohio State's offense down. Problem Northwestern can't score points against Ohio State. This is where this line gets tricky. And and unless Justin Fields and the running backs, uh, unless they fumble the football and they get a touchdown return or a kickoff return or something, I cannot see a circumstance where A, Northwestern wins and B, Ohio State does not cover. Give me Ohio State because they want in the college football playoff and at 18 and a half points. And maybe I just jinxed them because, yeah, they do at times end up with a bad loss during the season. Um, and they haven't had one yet, but they've only played five games. So very small sample size. Next game up, number five, Texas A&M at Tennessee. Texas A&M is favored by 14 points. And I've said this multiple times. Jeremy Pruitt and Garantano, his quarterback, who's been there for like 30 years, they have to get one of these right. They have to. And Texas A&M is overrated. Tennessee does have good players. The question is, can they put it together? Because Tennessee's good enough to stop or at least slow down Texas A&M's running game. Kellen Ma's not a special quarterback. Give me Tennessee. Give me Tennessee potential upset. This is not an upset special, but this is a potential upset game. Next game up. Uh, number 10, Oklahoma at number six, Iowa State. This game makes me frustrated in the Big Ten cha 12 championship because of what I just told you earlier about Iowa State ranked so highly. This is absolute trash. Um, considering that Louisiana is not ranked in the top 15 and Coastal Carolina is barely is. It's stupid. But um, Oklahoma's favored by six points. They had already beaten Oklahoma this season, but Spencer Rattler's playing better. Brock Purdy's playing better uh, for Iowa State as well. <sighs> Give me the Sooners, though. I'm taking the Sooners in this game. They just feel hot, like Lincoln Riley's got this team going in the right direction. They are favored by six points, and they win by more than six points. Two get the uh, couple games left. Washington State at Utah. Utah's favored by 10 and a half points. I cannot figure out why. Like, I just can't. Utah can stop the run, but them stopping the pass is not the same thing. Give me the Cougs to cover, and this is my lock of the week. Lock of the week, Washington State not only beats this 10 and a half, but they may win this football game. Um, next game, 
the the big game, the ACC number two Notre Dame at number three Clemson. I would have initially picked Notre Dame to make this game close, but after Brian Kelly's stupid ass comments, give me Clemson. Clemson's favored by ten and a half. Clemson's going to win this game, but I think that Notre Dame keeps it a tad bit closer and wins by about seven to nine. So I'm um, well, Clemson wins by seven to nine. So I'm going to take Notre Dame to 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 beat the number, but Clemson to win the game. Um, last two, uh, oh sorry, last game of the day. Alabama at Florida. The fact that see Florida Alabama's favored by 17 points. And this is how this stuff works. In real life, Alabama would not the Alabama's going to win the game. But the thing is is that chaos has not ensued in the college football playoff rankings yet and the committee's terrible. So, we are going to have a situation where somebody loses and there's going to be something stupid happen. So it could be Notre Dame beats Clemson again and it's a tight game and they then they still put them in the play, uh, college football playoff again. Still, even after two losses to a team that's in the college football playoff, meaning they can't beat them. Um, or something stupid like Alabama gets beat by Florida. That could happen because they, ha- they have Kyle Pitts. He should have a big game. This could get interesting. I, but I am going to take... Um, Alabama, this number's big, dude, 17 points. So give me Florida, Florida to beat the number, Florida to beat the spread, Alabama to win the game. Yeah. Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister. But if not, peace out. Send me a message. And, of course, listen to me tonight on Fox, oh, sorry, on uh, Mad Dog Sports Radio. 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern Time, bringing the heat. Peace out.